0: Oh
1: no! But wait, but why okay. don't you have a computer? You don't use a computer for work?
0: Of course, I use a computer for work. Um, you, it's you, just well, it's, I mean, I I use a computer to type my notes, emails, all of that. But for the virtual visits, it's just easier to have kind of a separate iPad. I do mm-hmm. those. Sometimes I like go to the side to my computer.
1: <laughs> because you, you know you can do the dual screen, right? Did you know that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: But also the way, so it's not, when I see my patients as well, it's also not, like, we we don't use Zoom or Skype or things like that. We're using, Mm -hmm. like, software that's protected, so through our medical record system. So also in order to use a lot of these programs, like, we have to get them set up by the hospital, so I had to get, like, things Approved and stuff on my iPad to be able to then conduct like the visits
1: mm-hmm. on
0: my iPad. It, it's a whole.
1: It's a process. It's a, is, is what it's you're a process. Yeah. As you're yes. saying that, I'm looking at my desk. I have five screens in front of me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you have five screens for?
1: Well, <laughs> uh, no. So I have. Well, I have. I have the computer, the, the MacBook that I'm talking to you on right now, and then I have Karen. a monitor. My iPad, another MacBook, and then my phone. Are you that's doing like three. two
0: podcasts at one time?
1: Yeah, is there simultaneously?
0: Simultaneously. someone else? Someone else on the other end? <laughs> yep,
1: I ask the same questions, and then it's the you have the different responses. We'll see who does that better. Way, see who yeah, does. yeah, that that's how I really that's how I filter through the people that's on the show. I just I they they compete against each other head to head. Little do they. You know.
0: know, you know that I love a good competition.
1: <laughs> that's so funny. That's not a bad idea. You have me thinking. You know what? I might try to plug that into the podcast. Hey, if you want to go up with, against somebody in a dual podcast episode battle to see who's going to make, that'd it on be the show.
0: fun. You can play games. Like you can oh, do yeah. little quizzes and competitions.
1: Well, because you can have more than one person on Zoom too. So you know what? Maybe yeah. I could do like a group uh, a group show. Stay tuned for a group uh, show. Now the wheels are turning. That's definitely going to happen. See so that guest appearances.
0: yeah Yeah. well I mean I guess I am a guest appearance but like an additional guest yeah all
1: right um how you doing how's your day going
0: the day is going day is going it's I actually am off of work today
1: because you're moving right or you're you had furniture I
0: moved I moved I had a furniture delivery that I've been waiting on for what feels like a lifetime i was gonna say um, i'm
1: pretty sure you've been in the process of moving uh, for months now uh, like, yeah no no like no, no since the okay. summer okay. since the summer
0: not okay not months it was september so i don't know what day it is or what well, i don't know when it i don't know so what bad. day it is yeah. either we're we on the same page it's december it's december approaching december yeah. it's the end of november god i'm to well. orient yourself but yeah so i've been well. waiting on this one delivery and unfortunately with like furniture deliveries, they give you this huge block of time. And mm-hmm. with my work schedule, it doesn't really just allow me to have that kind of flexibility of like, sure, I can be around mm-hmm. any four hour time slot. And yeah. I have actually a good chunk of vacation days that I haven't used. So just for the, uh, nice. to reduce the stress load, I I took today off and I got my dresser and two bedside tables and here we are podcasting now
1: <laughs> podcasting speaking of okay you know what we're going to dive into work and then patience and everything that you do but let's go ahead and make this intro what do you want your intro to be
0: you can't put me on the spot like that yes
1: i can That's exactly. Shades what I'm in the Mac. Right can we make yeah. it
0: dog dog Shades? i love dogs do you
1: have a puppy though
0: <laughs> i don't have my own puppy but my parents' puppy is essentially my oh. sister, and my
1: brother as well. Oh, see, that. this is
0: the best podcast
1: ever. You know what? So you know what? Look, if you see he's he's eating, you know what he'll do. So he'll take his food and then he'll he'll bring it back to the ottoman because he I'm here. So like wherever I'm at, he'll bring his food to where I'm at, and he'll eat next to me. Wait, um, is he
0: just eating his?
1: Look, look, so he's getting his food like and his he'll, he'll bring it back. He had his little parcels and his food. And look, do he you, call it, back it, to the, do you know.
0: call it, do you call it kibble?
1: Uh, <laughs> I just say food. I say parcels. <laughs> I like the little... I'm
0: bringing, I'm bringing this up to so my brother's dog is, I, I don't even know how to describe. He has to eat his dinner. Like he's on a clock and he eats dinner really early. Mm-hmm. When he hears the word kibble, he goes manic. Oh that
1: your your the, the brother's my, puppy?
0: My brother's dog. So right now okay. long long story but my the two dogs are living together. My brother is currently at home with his mm-hmm. now fiance. Shout out to my brother who just got engaged. Um so they're moving back to the city but he will start jumping going like you know when it's his dinner time because mm-hmm. he will let you know.
1: He mm-hmm. jumps,
0: you can't say the word kibble if you say the word. Psh, He goes, he goes
1: wild. I I think, I think it might be a, you know, everyone, this is Amanda Childs. uh, (laughs) If you don't know. So usually what I will do, look, I mean, I was going to read your Instagram bio and you have peace, ABC Peace. I don't know what that, what does that mean?
0: I mean, I, on Instagram, what are my initials?
1: What's your middle name?
0: You're not going to guess? Bethany. No. So my Uh, middle name is Brooke. My middle name is Brooke. Um, I'm just for the sake of not being here forever. So my initials, my initials are ABC.
1: This is all wait, stop. This is all backwards. I feel I'm like out of orientation right now. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the Safe for the Stories podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Elijah. Joining <laughs> me today is Amanda Childs. <laughs> Amanda Amanda Other... Brooke Childs. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Wow. That I don't know why. That was Should so I have more of an else.
0: Instagram? Yes. Yes. Uh, you, because
1: you, you're you know what uh wait, wait 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 hold on let me let okay. me think of a clever one um
0: we can turn this into wait, a contest
1: psychiatrist or psychologist no. one of the other I, one of them is right uh marathoner current runner she used to do cheerleading for a while <laughs> and like and, and every other do not plug of. that i was a
0: cheerleader i was um, not a cheerleader
1: amanda Childs, how you doing see that I'm was, the good.
0: Intro.
1: That was what the intro. an intro yeah
0: what an intro it's oh, about 50 you percent know accurate and shade i mean you're stealing the show i know. i don't even need to be here
1: hey dude if he could talk man if he could talk i would oh, he'd be such a good
0: don't you i know uh, you know that question of like what superpower would you want to have i was recently thinking like if i could know what dogs or what animals are thinking or saying but one. then again someone said to me they're like you might be very disappointed
1: that's true yeah but,
0: or they may not actually be saying much but anyway
1: or what are they saying about you is actually <laughs> Could
0: i i have i do not want to know what they're saying about me because they're probably like this lunatic
1: <laughs> this crazy person all right so, um all right so no what so what 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 do you do for work I, so psychology or wait so no sociology psychology No. Psych- I forgot.
0: All right, so we're gonna. So I am a psychologist. Psychologist. I'm a psychologist. All right, not... right,
1: right there. What's the difference? Psychology, and what's the other one?
0: You're thinking of a psychiatrist. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, psychiatrist has a MD. They're a medical doctor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They've gone. They've gone to med school. Okay, so like a lot of doctors, you know, they go to med school and then they do their residency and they specialize in psychiatry. So they're the ones that you would see, I guess the most simple way is they prescribe medication, right? So Mm -hmm. medications, antidepressants, other kinds of medications you might take for mood. um, That's something you would see a psychiatrist for. So I did not go to med school. I was in grad school for (laughs) a very large chunk of my twenties. So I got my doctorate degree in clinical psychology and I do what you call like talk therapy. And okay. by the type of work I do, I guess we can talk about that if you're yeah. interested or anyone's to, interested, I, but I am, I am,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. So I think when people think you know, you're a psychologist, I think they jump to, oh, you must work with a psychiatric population, right? So people yeah. with mental health and obviously mental health is hugely important to me. Um, but I work in rehabilitation medicine, um, so I specialize in what's called like rehab psychology and neuropsychology. So I work with patients with all different forms of chronic illnesses, disabilities, so forth. They're essentially in rehab, rehabilitating all different areas from physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy, seeing their you know neurologist, physiatrist, so forth. And then as a psychologist, we're part of the team. So mm. I see patients with all forms of brain injuries, from concussions to more severe traumatic brain injuries, other neurological conditions, stroke, MS, Parkinson's, um, and I actually do a lot of work now with our cancer center. So I see, you know, cancer patients, all different types of cancer, from early stage to unfortunately some terminal cases as well. Mm-hmm. So my days can be sometimes a little heavy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and you mm-hmm. work? For, you work at MSK, right?
0: I do not. Oh, I, that's the only hospital. Uh, yeah. So, well, it's actually funny. I've done a lot. Well, if when we talk about my running related stuff, I actually uh, was like kind of a mentor for MSK's Memorial Sloan Kettering for their mm-hmm. athletic fundraising platform running team. But I work at NYU Hospital. I've been at NYU, oh, God, for almost, I want to say like nine years now. It's kind of crazy. My, I did my, when I was in grad school, I did my internship there. It's kind of like a med school residency type thing. So mm-hmm. we apply to internship our last year when we're like in the process of doing our dissertation. We apply, we, I applied actually places all around the country. I matched at NYU, which was my top choice. So I was there. I did a two-year fellowship after that at NYU. And then when I was done, they hired me. So I've been on staff as a first staff psychologist. Now I'm senior psychologist there for, I don't know, a long time.
1: So you basically like you run the department.
0: I do right? not run the department. Oh.
1: No. <laughs> that that's probably soon to come though. You're probably right. Not too far we'll behind say. from running. We'll, we'll say. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. <laughs> um, wait, I was gonna say, no. So what? So you, NYU was your top place to go, right? And then you're from New York, yes? I
0: am. Yes.
1: In I'm from Manhattan. <laughs>
0: I'm not from Manhattan from I'm a bit north of the city, Westchester County. Mm. Shout out to Westchester. We like to refer to it as the best Chester.
1: <laughs> wow. Is that a real? Uh, thing? Really,
0: uh I mean, it can be. I'm gonna probably embarrass myself now saying that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So pretty close to the city, which was it was nice because growing up had the you know suburban life, but really close to the city mm. i my town is on actually the hudson river oh, so when nice. you go down yeah it's it's we have like a bunch of fields i actually used to play softball like my softball field was on the water like if you hit a really far home run i guess you could hit it into the hudson river mm. um but did if you, you look to the left did you mm,
1: ever do unfortunately, that no?
0: unfortunately not it wasn't like much of a power hitter but anyway mm. that but if you look you go to like the water, if you look to left, you can see the city skyline on a, on a clear day. So yeah, wow. it was, it was, you know,
1: that's cool. That's close proximity.
0: Yeah.
1: How, so I'm, I've always been fascinated with people like local, local New Yorkers, like what their childhood must've been like growing up in the city or near the city. Like I think everyone, and I don't even, I'll admit it, but I watched gossip girl and I feel like everyone <laughs> associates uh high like high school kids or kids that grew up in New York as like it was a li- real life of gossip girl
0: growing up in the city is a totally different world to how I grew up I mean I grew up in like typical I don't want to say typical but yeah kind of typical suburbia
1: mm. like it wasn't anything I different. mean
0: we no we were just close to Manhattan so mm. we could easily travel to Manhattan I guess as I started getting older and we would like
1: Sneak, go out. Out the, go sneak out in the go out in the city no That's we wild. stuck
0: out. no 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 we i stuck we stuck out we god
1: like hot things we did back then hot we went at 2 a.m and then we went
0: into the woods we had keg parties in the woods
1: wow
0: you didn't do it you Sketch, people didn't do that sketchy oh, i mean we... no
1: i grew up in houston so like that is a more of a city i but like and more on the outskirts of major yeah. cities and like in the country texas is all country by the way so like yeah plenty of bonfires plenty of going out to the like like rural yeah we rural. had like
0: real like around kind of our houses and where i was it's like very wooded. actually there are some trails and oh my god going back and thinking about it like we it would be like pitch black and we would have like places that we would go we would put on our sweatshirts and we wow. would just go and and find our spot in the woods and we'd make a bonfire in the woods until like the police started finding out about our our mm. places.
1: Mm. That's so scary. And this is
0: like pre this is pre social media.
1: Well, yeah, this is like what you had to do like when you actually had to go outside and play and do stuff. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. I remember I had like no, I nothing like that. I just meant I was reminiscing because like going, like actually going outside and like riding a bike and playing tag and Uh, doing stuff like that. We used to do. uh, Oh, good. What are you gonna say?
0: No, I was. Those are the best times as a kid.
1: I remember, like one of my best favorite childhood memories is, um, I think I threw I threw a birthday party at my like in my house, whatever. When I when I was in middle school, I forget I forgot when exactly, but I remember like we had like the football games playing in the living room. We had a uh, PlayStation people playing in like the, the other room, TV room or something. And then we had people playing basketball, football, tag and other stuff outside and riding bikes. It was like a big thing. Like I, I, you know, you over-exaggerate, like the older you get reminiscing on like memories, it's like not, you, you elaborate a little bit, right? But I remember yeah. like, it was a ton of people, a ton, a ton of people. Cause we had, like I said, we were doing all of these things tv football games multiple sports people outside um it was a really really big party and uh that was one of the that was one of the funnest shave things you,
0: shave you would have been invited
1: yeah he definitely would have been we had a we had a dog too i think we had aztec i used to have an akita um, which oh. is like a, a huge version of a husky a japanese version of a husky and he weighed 135 pounds he was a massive dog. He's a dog. big boy. A massive I like big dog. Dogs. Yeah he was I like a like gentle dog. giant. The best dog I could have ever grown up with and then yeah long story short we ended up playing like hide-and-go-seek and tag in the middle of the night pitch black in our neighborhood like in my neighborhood was like not it was a really really big kind of cul-de-sac like it was a loop so like you know how you yeah. go on the end of the street and you have the little cul-de-sac. Yeah. Well my my it was one long street but it looped back around so it was like I don't know 100 houses or so but it was just one massive loop and so we all like would we were playing tag and hide and go seek and stuff and it was like in the little little circle of of the neighborhood which is fun I
0: love that I kind of of of, I feel like I had a similar I had a similar like area where I grew up like we lived in a little bit of like a development (laughs) area so the neighbors we would all play together as well but yeah those were those were such good days. Why can't we have parties like that? That's now? what I'm saying.
1: You want to do that as an adult? Like, <laughs> yeah, I would do you, that as an adult. Do you
0: know who you're talking to? I love games, camp let's get, games. Let's get Brooklyn scored. Track
1: Club. The next next Tuesday night track session, after a after track, we'll do a hide-and-go-seek in McCarron.
0: I mean, that would be so fun. I actually had thrown out the idea in one...
1: When I was talking to some friends with
0: the whole like morning versus like the AM PM track, oh, I was like, how wow. fun would it be if we had a track color you know wars?
1: Yes, check this out. Check this out. I got it. Midnight, so midnight, fun. midnight at McCarran. If it's not a ooh, midnight at McCarran, if it's the, not a track the, the meet, more, it'll be, it'll be like no, a, it's,
0: no, no running involved. No like, running, not at all. Running all right. at, I mean, we could do like relay races, Man, but like midnight. races with like wheelbarrow and like, you know, but and like, Has we anyone, can have like a softball game or tag or fun has, things i'm get. do you see myself getting excited yeah. right now these has
1: are the any, things i get i'm trying to figure out that has any has, has anyone ever done that oh for those of you listening I'm, i don't know am also battling shade because he's trying to hop on the desk so sorry if i uh, see if i'm i mean he was getting whack.
0: excited by this idea too
1: mm-hmm. yeah no like that i don't know if, why that hasn't i'm gonna copyright that or i'm gonna do something because midnight at mccarran uh, so. okay
0: but i have to help organized because like well right. i need to participate no i can't i i need to be involved
1: we could do like after new year's because everyone is going to be busy for the holidays which is coming up and then winter is happening so when it starts to cool cool off a little bit or warm up we should do it's, a minute at i'm about to that's leave for gonna florida be well
0: at, oh, i'm, I'm about, so that's jealous I'm. when are oh, you yeah. leaving for florida all i've been doing is looking at flights to, a, i'm trying place. to actually figure out when to plan all the things going on in december so i can or when like holiday parties are so i can mm. get to florida for a bit because but all you do is girl.
1: like you just go drive up home like 10 minutes away No, so like what do you need to plan for
0: what do you mean no you like right i think Brooklyn, See,
1: me no, i'm is not like, talking
0: about going to florida going to florida i uh, want to go away to florida for a bit because it's cold here and i you, don't like wh- it
1: weren't you were there for a hot minute not too long ago right
0: yeah, oh my God, at the beginning, at the beginning of this year. Uh, a little bit, I have, yeah, I was in Miami, but I also, oh, yes, I know what you're thinking of that July 4th time. Yes, I was in Miami, but the beginning of the year, I was in Delray Beach, which is a little oh, okay. bit north of Miami. It's like Central, is there,
1: more like Central. Southern. southern no, Central. Southern. It's, southern not, oh, it's not, no, it's not. Well, Orlando, oh, Orlando. It's Orlando. Southern, it's
0: like, it's south that- of Orlando. It's <laughs> north of Miami. A little bit north of Fort Lauderdale.
1: Wait, give me a second. Okay. No. Nope. Nah, it's, it's a lost cause. It's a lost <laughs> cause. Um. Yeah. Wait. You have family down there?
0: Uh, I actually do. My great, I do have some family there, but my not as much anymore. Um, uh, my grandparents. They, they don't live down there, but they've had a house there since I was, I mean, forever. So since a kid, I was always going down and kind of feels a little bit for me, like home away from home.
1: Mm, that's cool. I right? just,
0: I just love warm weather and palm trees. Those are the things that make me smile.
1: Yep. Water, water, or the sun, water, beach, sand, warm weather. You can't go wrong with it. That's my secret to Except, keeping tan. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> that's, yeah, how, like I'm, I say, that's I'm, how i keep my tan all, all year round which i remember back in the summer now, do you remember this we had a competition yeah we were having we
0: were tan competition. i was obviously more tan no right? no
1: no no no. no. Yes, I, love this. I think it's partially <laughs> true because you were you were traveling like you went to florida for a bit and i stayed here in new york and then i would, but once a, it was like in the spring and then once the summer hit though and it was summer here in new york i definitely was more tan
0: <sighs> i feel like we didn't have great weekend tanning weather this summer oh yeah no because it rained a lot i'm trying to think of unfortunately i'm like stuck inside during the day when i have to work Mm. and so outside of like going for a run i have the weekend to get my color on i was honestly poor poor performance this summer not my most but i can hear my mom speaking and saying, Amanda, this is it's so. If you ask me what my vice is, like of all, it's really the, the tanning thing. It's a really bad obsession addiction. Mm. It's not good for you. No one, everyone put on your sunscreen. Wow. Everyone, you don't need to be that tan.
1: Is it bad That's- not to wear sunscreen? I'm sure yeah, it is, it's right? That's like a, it's yeah.
0: Of course, it is. That was a
1: leading question. I, I oh my god! Never, I'm like, any one of my never. friends
0: yell at me, I get yelled at. If we're like at the beach together, Amanda put on sunscreen. They know me. Everyone knows me.
1: But I have, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to tell you, I have never worn sunscreen, like, ever, and probably or just in my adult life. Like, I'm pretty sure my, my parents made me put on sunscreen when I was little, but yeah, I can't remember the last time I actually did.
0: Well, you have also, you probably don't. Not that this means you shouldn't wear sunscreen, because I'm gonna be everyone's gonna be so proud that I'm gonna be the one pushing Dr. wearing sunscreen.
1: Dr. Child.
0: <laughs> Dr. Dr. Child is telling you to wear sunscreen. But what's your
1: what's your share
0: with everyone? You're Hispanic, I'm, Mex- I'm right? Mexican so- <laughs> Hispanic.
1: Yeah. This the, yep, that's what I am. I'm yeah. I'm I'm more olive colored and dark skinned. Like I have a ten- I have a I'm like that's what I look like it's really funny though especially here in New York because I get like I look like a lot of different things depending on where I'm at and who I'm with so like I could get like I just get, I've gotten I've gotten everything uh that people yeah. would assume or think that I am what but,
0: what do you think I am because I have I guess more olive skin and everyone thinks
1: I'm all <laughs> different things white straight up white <laughs> no 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 um i'm really wait, wait, I, wait, i'm wait, really
0: wait. white i'm really white right now so you wouldn't be able to tell but i it's mediterranean? So interesting to me
1: mediterranean I- italian
0: i i'm zero percent italian to me but i honestly get asked if i'm italian all the time i've gotten asked if i was hispanic before i've I had see people that, start to speak spanish to me and i mean my spanish is oh terrible right now say, but... i was gonna say
1: say something in spanish <laughs> So, is my- I don't
0: know. I don't know. um, yeah, so I, it's only a small portion, but my mom's side of the family was Greek. So I have some Greek blood mm-hmm. in me. So I think my Mediterranean, that Mediterranean side of, or piece yeah. of me kind of
1: comes pops out. out. Yeah. I, I, I've gotten that. So my hair used to be really long, like longer than yours is right now. It was <laughs> down to my chest. And when I had super long can hair, can you make
0: that our preview, a picture of you with really long hair?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe okay. you know yeah. if I can find one, but it, I really I was funny. like playing football at the time too, so like the hair went out of my helmet, and it was a whole kind of yeah. vibe. um, But I've gotten Greek, Italian, and like 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 European in that sense when I had yeah. when I had my long hair. But also like I always have the beard, and then I'm usually always tan, so I get a lot. Yeah, of um, yeah,
0: I can I can see that. I've gotten too. I get Israeli. I get Egyptian. I've like walking into places, they're like, "You look like my people," and I'm like, "Who are your people?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, uh, do you speak Spanish or no? Uh,
0: no, it really upsets me that I do. I mean, I took mm. Spanish throughout school and like mm. into college and then I just wasn't really actively using it and I kind of lost it. And then I mm. was I was doing Duolingo for a good period of time. I had such a great streak going because you know me, I like I get very like into like
1: streaks. Yeah. like Yeah.
0: And then I unfairly lost it and I I kind of stopped. Yeah. I actually would love to be able to do therapy in Spanish, but that it's much harder to, it's like one thing to just be speaking it and have conversation, but to actually Mm -hmm. be able to do therapy, you really also need to understand just a lot of like the inflections and other things to understand, you know, to better be able to communicate
1: with. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I can't speak it, but I can understand it usually in context like just what, mm-hmm. what I'm doing or what I hear, yeah. and how people talk to me. Yeah, I can understand it, but my parents, but they both speak it. Uh, unfortunately, like I, we moved around when I was younger. And so like we were never in a position to actually speak it. So it never actually stuck or stuck uh, for me. I took like five years of Spanish. And he, if you hear this rumbling, that's Shay trying to tear up a toy. So I might have to cut this out or edit this part of the podcast. Um, You know what? Let's get back into work. So because I'm so curious. Oh, this is a question that I had for all of your patients. So you mm-hmm. mentioned recovery is a big part of what you do. So, like, is there yeah. are there a lot of like, is there a standard practice or like a not a skill? Uh, or like, yeah, like a like things that you practice in session that helps with recovery for a multitude of patients, or like does it vary per person?
0: Yeah, so I, it's hard to. It really does vary. So I guess to kind of break down the two main kind of roles that I have, mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of cognitive work. So after certain brain injury or other things, there can be changes in patients, cognitive functioning, their neurological functioning. So they may have impairments and things like memory, attention, mm-hmm. processing speed, executive functioning. So I, the best way to maybe describe to other people is like kind of like a very glorified tutor in that and i see people from range who literally like can't even remember to take medication or you know we're working on how to like put appointments in a calendar to mm-hmm. i see people that are way really really high functioning right and may have some attention related difficulties and we're doing like high level attention exercises so essentially we're doing cognitive exercises and remediating their whatever areas that they're having weakness in so that mm-hmm. they can function more independently right Mm -hmm. or get back to work get back to school um do whatever it is that you know they need to be doing Mm -hmm. for their life um or to be or to be you know a lot of it is just to increase their level of independence right Mm -hmm. um as much as we can. And then I do also kind of what you would think of typical psychotherapy. So I'm seeing people who have like major life changes, right? Some people Mm -hmm. will never be able to walk again. Some people will never be able to go to work again. Some people are dealing with really, you know, significant pain, headaches, other things. So I do a lot of work, stress management strategies, pain management, but also like, how do you, you know, adjust to these major changes in your life Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. often a major shift in kind of someone's identity if they really identified with whatever their job was and they're not able to work again you know who is this person now
1: wow um that yeah that sounds one so interesting but also it could probably be very intense at times what what drew uh, you what drew you to like want to study this area and like this be your profession what was like, what was the it factor for you that you knew this is what you wanted to do?
0: Okay. So what drew me to this? It's honestly never something I necessarily thought I'd be doing. I I think when I was in college, I kind of, or leading into college, I maybe had my first kind of experience dealing with some of my own like mental health related issues. And it was not really an area that I knew like much about. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of simultaneously, my mom's sister was going through a lung cancer diagnosis at the time, was very, very sick. Um, And I kind of have always had this ability to kind of be present with people that are going through these like, you know, pretty, chronic health conditions and like be okay sitting. Whereas like my family would walk into the room and like my mom would start to cry. And Mm -hmm. I just was able to always like hold it together. Not that it didn't- Keep keep your
1: composure in a way. Yeah,
0: like Mm -hmm. keep my composure. And so kind of that was my, you know, first time kind of losing a close family member, being exposed to cancer, watching kind of unfortunately like the dying process. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also, as someone, you know, separate always into like health, fitness, things like that. Just this idea of like health psychology really resonated with me. And so I started taking more psychology classes. And then in college, they had just started what was called like a health medicine and society minor. So I was learning more about health psychology. And I kind of honestly just took like a plunge. I applied to grad school programs when I was in my Last year of college, not thinking I'd get into a doctorate program because they're pretty competitive. And I just applied and I really didn't know what I was getting myself into, which I don't fully recommend to people when I always, when people ask me, like, is this, you know, something I should do or ask me questions about going to grad Mm -hmm. school for psychology, I definitely say, like, you know, get information and make sure it's something you really want to do because it's quite a long haul but yeah i got in and i went straight to grad school from undergrad and i was in a program it was a clinical psychology with a health emphasis so we did a lot of work with behavioral medicine things like that and yeah just kind of like happened
1: (laughs) that's you just fell into it that's like a such a weird I mean, yeah, you kind of kind of fell into I, it.
0: I mean, if you ask me as a kid, like, what do you want to be when you grow up?
1: Cheerleader, professional cheerleader. Why are we?
0: Where you're really? I don't know. Into the where did that come from? I have no basically? idea.
1: I know. What I about? think. I think a long time ago we had talked about your athletic background and that you did everything but cheerleading, and then you talked about me and I was like, yeah, I used to play football, and then, then we. I think that that was like the segue into cheerleading. I
0: on the sideline
1: yep there we go I,
0: yeah i know I, cheerleading was never i i needed to be on the field
1: mm. wait so you did softball you're a big softball player what i what role the, position did you play in softball
0: so I, yeah so i did play softball i actually pitched for a really long time until i started actually developing some anxiety surrounding pitching and i okay. was also middle school uptown. We had a really good pitcher on our high school team that like ended up pitching in college. And I really Mm -hmm. wanted to move up to like the varsity level when I was younger. And so I kind of stopped pitching. Actually, my first year in varsity, I I think I played center field and then I moved to shortstop for the remaining uh, period of my high school sport or softball. Mm. Career, but yeah, I got smashed in the face by a softball, mm. and I just can like never pitch again. So, so with softball, one is obviously you're using metal bats, and and the distance between the pitcher and
1: the mound, the, the home plate, the, yeah, yeah,
0: bat, it, it's not, and it's not as far as like in baseball, the mound mm-hmm. the home plate, and you know, like a pitching stride, right? You end almost halfway in between, so mm-hmm. you're like right in front of the batter Yeah, and yeah. yeah I started like getting this like I would jump the second I stopped pitching to like get myself in ready mode mm-hmm. because I was scared of a ball like coming I had pretty good reflexes but I was just scared of getting smashed in the face yeah and I mean I think honestly all softball pitchers should probably be wearing you know face guard and stuff but mm. yeah my pitching I never was the same again so but Wait,
1: okay. but if, no but you said so that almost happened to you almost happened to you so like you had a like a, a drive going right I, before I you I
0: actually never even got hit I actually do remember I used to play so in my town we never had my dad and my my best friend's dad actually helped bring softball to our small town there was like no wow. girls softball. so I played baseball with the boys mm. that was
1: that explains a lot. I used
0: to play football. And <laughs> the boys on the playground. Come on, you know me. Um, I was like, guys, I need to play too. But I did. I lost <laughs> a tooth. Oh. I got knocked by a baseball in my chin, and I lost a tooth as a kid.
1: Um,
0: mm. But yeah, so I, I, I played softball, baseball. I was also a really big tennis player. Really big tennis player, and I played basketball. Those were like my what things. Is,
1: what is it with people with tennis? I feel like I've talked to more people lately that have a history playing tennis and i'm like tennis where like, did, where did this come from growing up tennis- i knew nobody that i of course we had tennis i just never knew anyone that like that pursued tennis
0: yeah tennis was probably my actually my number one i mean i I've, I've been playing sports since i mean my dad put a ball in my hand from probably birth i have two brothers but he didn't know if he was going to have a son so it was okay. like it was like, Amanda, <laughs> you're going <Wait>, to be it. <laughs>
1: but you're the oldest, middle, or youngest?
0: I'm the oldest.
1: Okay. I'm the oldest.
0: But yeah, both my brothers play tennis too. So we were playing tennis from a very young age. And tennis, yeah, it's something I'm very like passionate about. But
1: Do you I still don't play.
0: i not regularly anymore. It's actually as I've been going through my... A period of not running as much right now, mm-hmm. I'm like trying to get back into some of the other things that bring me joy and happiness, so definitely have been looking at starting to you know hit more in this mm-hmm. city but yes, I saw you shout out to the podcast with Gabby when you posted oh, yeah. Gabby for her tennis player. I immediately I'm like, Gabby, I didn't know you were a tennis player
1: <laughs> right that's what I'm saying yeah she was one the yeah the, one of the few people late as of lately that have yeah. talked to me about tennis and I'm like. And she grew up in Texas and I'm like, what, like no one played tennis or like, I'm trying to think of my friends. If I could like go through my contact book and like throw back in Facebook and be like who, which one of my friends played tennis? I don't think anyone, but I was, well, again, a lot of it played football. It. We're all playing it's football. Oh, you! Everyone wants to hit you. You do want to teach me how to play tennis? I feel like it'd be a cool. I like the agility part yeah. of it, the lateral movement, the quick yeah. quickness of the of the game. What I think would be a, a difficult for me now is like if it's hand eye coordination in a way to hit the ball and hit it right to get it over the net well, in a proper way. Yeah, that's what I would want to focus on.
0: Actually, the transition for me from tennis, the how you like stroke a ball playing tennis versus mm-hmm. swinging a bat it was like a lot of times it can be was a little bit difficult for me to like transition from one to the other okay. um, just different mechanics but mm-hmm. yeah I actually used to back in the day I used to give tennis lessons to little kids really? I actually I did summer I worked at Nike tennis camp for some time wow. over the summers at it was at Amherst and then Dartmouth College. Mm. Um, used to go with some friends over summers. Yeah.
1: Legit, legit pro. I used to play uh, football. I
0: always had dreams of being a professional tennis player.
1: Really? What happened? Yeah. You stopped in high school?
0: Uh, you know, it's funny. I kind of wish, so I'm kind of a nerd, huge nerd too. And like academics were super important to me. I, looking back, there's a few things I asked my parents. I was like, why didn't you just force me to choose one sport to play so I can be like great, great, great at one? I was always like pretty good, but at everything rather mm-hmm. than going was in it? on one. Oh, of course they you own. were. Amanda, you never wanted to choose, you know, like you wanted yeah. to do it. So, which is fine. I could have definitely gone to school probably to play, to play D3, but I and kind tennis, of- in and tennis. Yeah, I focused more on academics and went, you know, to school more for that. And I played club and we actually played traveling club in college. So I still got, okay. um, you know, to play tennis throughout college, but it wasn't, a, sometimes I kind of look back and wish I like really played a college sport. Kind of surprising if, for people who know me that like, that I didn't, mm-hmm. but um yeah it all worked out I probably wasn't going to be a professional tennis player the competition is quite um it's you need to be yeah the cool thing is like in high school we used to play we would play some matches um in Flushing at the U.S. Open at the kind of side courts there Mm -hmm. we would play some matches there so Mm. it would be cool to like be in that complex playing
1: Wait, I want to dive into tennis real quick. So the mechanics between swinging a bat and swinging, wait, what is it called for tennis? Tennis track. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the mechanics for swinging both, right? Is it, is, so when swinging baseball, I'd like just watched a video about this too, which is why I think you swing forward. Like the purpose is to swing forward and not sideways. So like when you hit the, when you strike the ball, if you swing sideways, the ball is going to go sideways versus swinging it in and forward then the ball when you strike the ball goes more forward and supposed to go up depending on your on how you swing but with tennis it's different right so like okay but you you swing the racket in many different ways that you need to
0: right well it's, you're it's also like the turn exactly like you're putting spin right spin, on the ball yeah. it okay. almost like i mean it's not the same but if you think about like a pitcher and how they throw different pitches right oh, yeah that- can also kind of maneuver your tennis racket to like hit the ball differently right so i yeah. think the top spin is probably the most common kind of stroke that people would or that's not a stroke but how they would stroke the ball mm-hmm. so you're basically like you're like brushing the ball right okay. you're okay you're low and putting spin up on the ball i mean you can slice it you can do other things to
1: this is so cool wait so do you ever are you supposed to so you brush the ball are you ever supposed to like push the ball like if it's if you hit it in the center of the racket and like push it forward i'm no, thinking of like i'm thinking of like volleyball what you're not supposed that's to like do it. yeah Go that would
0: be hitting flat i guess flat. You don't yeah 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 um
1: no you're not supposed to do that
0: not as much no okay
1: because you have but to do a little spin you, you gotta do a little get, flick it, flick of the wrist
0: but some people put more spin on it than others. So I guess, yeah, some people are more flat hitters. It's like the degree of spin. And then, I mean, sometimes I guess when you're volleying or serving, you potentially hit more flat, but like it's, you don't really realize it, but like a serve, you can be putting top spin on a serve. Mm -hmm. And then there's also obviously forehand backhand Mm -hmm. and then there's volleying. There's, there's a lot to tennis.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I always thought it was like, it was just cool. Cause you're doing it like with the, I don't know, the nature of tennis. I I thought it was cool. I just have never dived into it. And now talking about it, I'm like, I just want to kind of see if I can pick it up. Cause it's like, it's the, so it's a lot of hand-eye coordination, no? Like watching the ball and like making sure you get that swing, right? How the ball hits the racket and your form for your swing and whatnot. Like it's all the, all the mechanics to it. There's more science to it than I think you would realize. And like that is fascinating to me is the mechanics.
0: You also have to gauge how the other person, right? How they're... Right? Because you're going to have to hit it back based on how the ball is coming to you.
1: Are you a right? fan of Are you a fan of all the trick shots? Like the fake swing and then hit it with your back or like between the legs and like doing stuff like that?
0: I mean, I, that's cool if you can do it. You're not going to necessarily do it in the middle of like a ball. Would, no,
1: no, no. I would master all of the trick shots and then just my game would be pure trick shots. It'd be <laughs> pure pure trick shots or like pure power. And I would just... It's just, not you know, power. Just...
0: Tennis is not, it's not about hitting the, the ball as hard as you can. The ball is going to go out.
1: Well, I would hit, I would hit the ball in whatever way I needed to, for it to be the fastest and like hardest to swing back at. That's what I would Stro- try to master.
0: Using the power off of the way the balls hit at you. Right. So you need to mm. focus on stroke and also people also use, there's different rackets, there are different string tensions. There's a lot of different things that like affect wow. the pace of the ball.
1: That's so. Is it okay? What with the with the, the the rackets and the strings or whatnot? Is it like kind of like boxing? Like you have to have it's it's um like for when you tape your hands and like making sure mm-hmm. that you have there's like a protocol to it and like you have to have you can get disqualified if you have the wrong racket or you do something different, right? Yeah. Or no. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Walk, walk me through that. I want to know what it is. What is it? I,
0: I I don't know if I can walk you through it. I don't know what like the specific like for different tournaments what the requirements
1: are have you ever Uh, been to uh like a major tennis match
0: yeah yeah i usually go to the u.s i mean i usually go to the u.s open every year um Hmm. i would love i haven't been to like wimbledon or the french open that's definitely bucket list items
1: okay so tennis softball we'll get into running maybe what else tennis softball football no football football with the boys when you're basketball. little.
0: Basketball. i was a basketball wow.
1: player
0: actually i really that is one thing i've been saying i really want to get back onto the court and shoot a bit i miss playing no why is your here
1: no yeah for everyone listening i'm shaking my head and trying hard not to laugh it, it i think It's because, because what I, what I know you now as a runner and then thinking of how you used to play all these other sports, it's similar for, for people when they see me though, a lot of people here in New York over the handful of years, see me as a runner, but people that I grew up with my whole life, they see me as a football player. So like I, you have those different perceptions. So this is one where the tables are turned and now I'm looking at you as the runner and I'm like, Oh, you play tennis, softball, football, basketball. And I'm trying to picture you as that athlete.
0: Yeah, it's so funny being yeah, like the identity of a runner has taken me quite some time to like fully embrace or to even be able to call myself a runner.
1: Wait, I uh, yeah, but um, no, I don't want to dive into it yet because okay. like still, right. so part of the running though is like you have done races, you've done half marathons, marathons, five Ks, right? You've done the whole gambit of of racing which if yes or no, I'm, I can ask you again, but basketball, let's go into basketball. So what did you, did you play basketball also in high school and then you stopped mm-hmm. when you went to college? What, yeah. what position did you play? How skilled were you in basketball?
0: Uh, probably my least, go- I was a shooting guard. Um, maybe dabbled in point guard a little bit. I just liked to shoot the ball. I probably, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you don't you don't like to pass the ball as much, no, which I is, which is not no, no no, 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 which sums it up to a T. Yeah.
0: But, but that's not kind of, that's not exactly what I meant. I like defense was just like, not as exciting to me. I'm just saying I liked the offensive aspect of basketball. Okay. Um, I, I was playing basketball from a young age, actually. I just think out of like all the sports, it was not the one that I was like, taking private lessons and I didn't go to camps for basketball whereas like tennis and all that like I just did a lot more outside of my like typical like school practice and things like that Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I mean I was I was a decent basketball player, but I was definitely nothing to write home about. It's funny. I loved my basketball team growing up and shout out to my coach. I'm going to give her a shout out Gina Marr. She is a legend in the coaching road of basketball and was like Westchester Lake or state hall wow. game.
1: Ride or die yeah. Westchester coach.
0: Um, but it's funny right after my class or my year, when I graduated our basketball team like went on to win states like every year like they're such a good basketball team and we always joke we were the worst team but we were the favorite team wow. <laughs> we were just fun
1: <laughs> wait um do y'all have do you remember back in high school was it was it segmented by how big or good your school was like so we yeah. had we had 5a 4a 3a 2a 1a or whatever so was it the, is it the same here in new york
0: yeah it is that god it just feels like such a lifetime ago that i was in high school but we had like a b c d leads based on
1: school oh, okay. size was
0: what, what in were our- y'all were we
1: c is so that is that small or is that big,
0: big. i have a really small high school okay. Really
1: small. was so it one you of those all- things every everybody knew everybody
0: oh
1: yes Ooh. how was that how was that i mean that's different. I went- that's so different yeah.
0: I went to basically from elementary school to graduating high school with the
1: same people. That's so long and so, so too familiar. You know what I mean? Like that's a lot like that, you know, everybody's everybody's ish.
0: Yeah. You really do. Um, Um,
1: I think so when I,
0: parents parents and everyone, like when I go back home now, which is, pretty frequently it's weird because I haven't obviously been in high school so long
1: but I still like am in town and I'm like everyone should I'm like doesn't everyone know who I am Uh, (laughs) oh you know well and then is it one of those things where like everyone also goes back for the holidays so like every year you see the same people go to the bar like hanging out at a movie theater or something and you you cross people that you went to high school with and your families that know everyone knows everyone yeah
0: yeah I think now some of my friends or friends' parents have moved outside of our Mm -hmm. town. Not everyone is there, but a good, but like thanks, thinking of like Thanksgiving coming up, Thanksgiving Eve was, we would all go back and it's like huge night to go and see everyone from high school and the grades above and below.
1: (sighs) Oh, wow. Where are they now now? Oh yeah. That. So I, um, no, so I can't remember. So, like I said, I moved around quite a bit when I was younger, but we settled in Texas. So, I would call that like my hometown in Houston and my home state. Um, but I was, it was weird how our districts were, um, I guess not like how our districts lined up. So, my where I, my neighborhood that I stayed, that I lived in most of my years in Houston was always on the outskirts of two districts. So like, Mm -hmm. I think they changed midway when I was in elementary school to middle school. So like the middle school I should have went to, I got rezoned to go to a different one. So I went to, um, I ended up basically seeing three different groups of people, elementary school, middle school, and high school. So I thought that was, that was really cool for me to be like, just to see a different people versus growing up with the same people from day one. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it, it was a very interesting, interesting time. Uh, wow. Reflecting and reminiscing right now. It's bizarre. Um, yeah. Again, it was just really cool to like, to do, to have that, I guess it was a, a blessing in disguise now that I think about it. Um, wait, do people, did you break records? You as an athlete, like were you a well-known athlete in high school or like, is your name on the, on the, on the wall? Like you have pictures of you in, in the hallways. Does everyone know Amanda Childs?
0: i think i was a well-known athlete i don't think i broke any records in that way mm. that you're maybe thinking of <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, i'll it. ask you I, was, a...
0: I guess i was a well-known athlete i think i was like in the paper at times my dad has like his folder where okay. he says the news articles um and i did yeah. i don't know if this is special i think like senior year i was like for the female like graduating i was considered like the athlete of our like i have this of like big year. plaque. Of, wow. i guess year because but um with you know it's like this big clock plaque with like the sports you play in and it was like the award that i got waiting mm. um
1: cool. so
0: yeah but it's like small town kind of i was
1: so you're a small town famous but, you're a small town famous is what you're saying
0: i don't know famous is you know i feel like but that's I, I a real listen,
1: that's a real thing, though, happy, like
0: probably in comparison. I feel like it kind of is like how I am as a runner, like I'm decent, but there's yeah. people way better than me. <laughs> All
1: right. So that's that's it was a, there was there were two sides to that question. One, because you did grow up in a small town. So I was wondering, like, did you I mean, of course, you said st- like a lot of you probably stood out, you know, like if you I'm sure you did. And like, as you say, you were the, the, the high school player of the year pretty much. Um, so that was one part to the question. And two is that I'm thinking about myself. And I still have people that recognize me when I go home for having played football in in my area in my in my school yeah. and like my district, but it's not It's less about being famous. And it's more about like, like, we my class was a really good year. I think like similar to you how you said the class after you ended up going to win state and stuff, we we probably set the bar for going far in the playoffs and having really like positive records so that we set that we set the foundation for later years to like match us or like to keep going in the playoffs and to like continue to win pretty much but also it was like net new um like high school year class as freshmen and then net new coaching staff so we all like grew up together in those four years it was all net new so like we again set that foundation so why that's why a lot of us me like me included but and in other like people um that i grew up with that had like name recognition because we set the set the bar pretty much um
0: Jacob's I like, a big-
1: no i mean <laughs> I, I was a really good i was fundamentally good like i was and then i had like a chip on my shoulder so i played really well but I, fundamentally i was like a really good football player and like it's funny how you say you got really into academics. I got really into the fundamentals and disciplines of football. So like I would study I would study game film and stats yes. more than uh, probably any other player on the team. So like my role was inside linebacker. I wasn't, I was an unofficial captain, but like we had only a handful of captains that were selected, right? But on defense, it was my job to do the play calls. And by the time it was senior year, basically like the coach, the coaches on defense trusted me enough to do the play calls if the game was happening really fast. So like if the offense was pushing the speed of the game and they would do plays rapid fire and like we had no time to recover or reset and like we had no time to look on the sideline to see what the coaches were calling, they would trust me to make the play call and the game they decision to do that then and there. So I had to like be on my A game really to understand like down in yeah. distance, what, the, how, how likely they are to run this play or that play, if we're on this side of the field, the odds of them running X, Y, and Z type of play. And so like, I was, I had to study a lot that way. It was almost like, yeah. like, but most- is
0: like play calling. It's so cognitively complex and you need to oh. make fast judgment yeah. calls.
1: And, and so at, so as all of that, and then, uh, because I really was in the middle of the field, like middle linebacker was my role. So like, you have the big lineman up front, you have me and a couple of guys next to me, and then all the skilled and fast guys behind me. So I was literally in the middle of the field and defense for all 10 other of the athletes. And I would not only do the play call, but I remember like, sometimes I'd have to look to my left and help my teammate out and be like, no, you go that way. And then look behind me and say, you cover that ground. And so like, I would, I would, I would basically, basically directing everybody, (laughs) All 10 people, yeah, while I'm doing this play call, while I'm thinking about where I need to line up, where I need to be, what my job is, I'm telling other people what their job is. So it's not just doing the play call and say, we're going to we're gonna do this type of defense. It was like, no, you need to go there. You need to do this and you need to do that. And I need to be here and do this too. So it happens so fast too. I love the speed of the game of football and like fun. the fundamentals is so fun because once you get it, you get it. It's hard to get it. Like it's hard to study and learn and it's hard to like make it second nature like it's hard to to make it almost muscle memory and instinctive when you do play calls and when you play football that's a part of it why what i love about it the most and that is what i was known for like i was a really good fundamental player and then i played really really hard so i uh i had developed a reputation
0: i mean knowing what i know about you now it doesn't fully surprise me <laughs> i feel like no but you kind of how you approach running and even your photography and like podcast work I think you're very like you go
1: all in yep all in all the time all my in. foot is always on the gas, which is a uh, good and there are pros and cons to it i, I but i i'm no i'm all, all always all you're in all the time a bit similar in that way I need yeah. to learn to
0: sit down a lot well
1: <laughs> I, that's the one thing is i know i i now and i think in like my adult life or really up until last year and this year i've had the opportunity to slow down like I can still be just as dedicated to a number of different things but I really prioritize balancing them out now uh especially with the more time I've had on my hands or like prioritizing my passions I've like I've I've I have a better understanding of time energy where I dedicate things and like my attention like I understand that there's there's a balance to it now um but this is something that like part of uh having the chip on your shoulder is like i've worked really really hard for a long time i'm talking like it's not just in academics or in, in athletics and school growing up working like when i was in high like working since i was 13 stuff like that like even in like to om- i kind of i more or less put myself through college even with a partial academic scholarship but like working 80 hour work weeks like no summers for four years three years like 80 hour work weeks three jobs like stuff like that so I have worked really 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 hard for a long period of time to eventually set myself up in a way now where I'm like I can kind of I can put my foot off the gas a little bit like I can take a little bit of a break I can now prioritize but back. I
0: guess it's like how you conceptualize it it's not necessarily always taking your foot off the break I think it's hard like finding balance is a really hard thing but oh, yeah. it also sounds like good kind of self-care and
1: mental health as well oh yeah 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 I've I've towed towed with the line of being burnt out for a long time but like now but now I under like I I really do prioritize that balance part of my life and like I will take it easy from time to time uh even as active and as busy as I stay I do take time to balance it out um but you still have to run was so, yep still gotta do it but this is the thing it's less of it's less of work this is one thing I, I've, I've I, tried to explain yeah I mean, know yeah, you know how it is I understand
0: it I understand it completely and
1: so it's the same thing with running as you mentioned podcasts photography all of these things I thoroughly enjoy doing so it's not like it's not work for me it, it technically it is work but it's, it doesn't feel like it and it very much feels like a love and a passion um in all areas and so like that's really cool f- with the things that i do is that i can they just happen to be the things that i enjoy doing um yeah so all right we were talking about running wait okay let's talk about running i guess fine i guess we could talk about it this is, my, <laughs> I mean, I guess this is a running podcast i guess whatever um so how did you get into running softball basketball tennis x ex- you did a number of pretty <laughs> much did everything
0: yeah, I'll do this really quick. I hated running growing up. Hated it. Like, I mean, but you know, like if you played kind of more team sports or sports, I guess running was kind of always the punishment or not punishment. It's like uh, run a mile practice.
1: Know, like, that's, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good example. I mean, you can call it that. It definitely felt like that when you're playing right. another sport, you don't like you. Yeah, it's more like conditioning. It's like you. It's uh something that coaches made you do to stay in. Right. Strength.
0: And I always wonder, because, like, I've had now, like, running now, I always think, like, how, like, what kind of runner would I have been if I, like, started running at a young age? I think I look at, like, how running's taken over, and I guess, like, when I was growing up, we obviously had, like, cross-country and track team, but mm-hmm. I remember, like, I looked forward after school to, like, go to practice. Like, honestly, like, that, like, made me excited. I was like, okay, get through the day, and you can go to, like, you know, soccer. <laughs> Oh. the thought of like oh my god you have to finish your school day and go and your practice is going to run I'm like that's that's horrible <laughs> why yeah. would you ever for that so I didn't really understand just like running I think one model that I always had um done a lot of shout outs with shout outs to my mom my mom never raced or anything but she ran she had her two running partners sometimes three every morning for the most part maybe took one or two days off a week she would run about six miles every morning that was like her thing kind of like how you describe your I
1: was gonna say, you're, giving, you're giving me crap and then your mom is the one no now.
0: no like on the phone she would like they would plan out the exact time it was like we're gonna meet at 803 i'm like mom why does it matter if it's 803 versus like 801 but like wow. they would plan their time they went there, like she had to do her run in the morning so mm-hmm. i always like i always was like impressed. I was like, mom, how are you running that much all the time? And it wasn't until I started to go to college where I had a, again, I think this is also, maybe it's a little bit of female athletics as well. The time that I was in high school, we never learned how to like work out. Like we never Mm. went, no one taught us how to like strength train, you know, be in the gym. I think a lot of like the football teams certainly like were in the weight room and so forth. Like as just female athletics in my era, that wasn't something that was a priority, which I hope is more integrated into athletics now because it's so important, but yeah. So I had to learn how to like work out. I was getting, you know, obviously maturing, getting older and I wasn't active the same way. And so I needed to learn to go to the gym and work out. And I would just like run a few miles on the treadmill, like four or five miles, but like nothing, like real distance wise. It, and it was this, actually-
1: this was in high school or in college?
0: College, like going okay, then, into yeah. the very, very end of high school, going into college. Okay. And it was when I was in grad school. Shout out to some of my grad school friends who in 2011, they were like, let's sign up for a half marathon. I was, I mean, I was like, okay, okay sure. And again, this was kind of a little bit before like this whole half marathon trend had taken off. Yeah. And I, it was, 2011 it was the queen new york roadrunners it was now the queens is like a 10k because it was july so the middle of the summer brutal time to run um it was a, it used to be a half marathon so they no longer have a half marathon now because it was just too brutal so it was my first race i, I hadn't really run any other race i signed up for this half marathon couple of my grad school friends and of course me and one of my brothers we have that like competitive edge with one another and I was like I'm signing up for this half and he's like well if you're gonna do it I'm gonna do it so we Wait, ran our real first real
1: quick real quick what's the age difference but like you and your younger brother middle brother and then I have yeah. two mm-hmm. younger
0: but this one and he actually is also a runner um runner oh, wow. is, but I shouldn't say yeah Gotta bring him around Brooklyn Track Club sometime. He doesn't think he belongs anymore, but he's run four marathons. He's a decent runner. I was
1: gonna say, is he? He's here in New York, and like we, hit, no one has ever. I have never seen this guy, and like I'm sure many other uh, yeah. You have a brother, and that's news to me too. Is like, oh, you have a brother, and he's also now he's also a runner, and we have never seen y'all together.
0: Brad, we gotta get you. We gotta get you to come. He's gonna listen to this <laughs> and like, don't leave me alone. <laughs> um, yeah. So we ran our first half together, and. I thought it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. I just remember like looking back, it's so funny. Like I crossed the finish and I was like, how does it ever anyone ever run another 13.1? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we're so proud or like toes were blue, and it was like we had accomplished like greatest achievement in the world. And it was two years later that I think I had run another half in between that. And another, the same girl from grad school, her and her sister were like, we wanna sign up for the New York City Marathon. And I think watching the New York City Marathon, like I'd always watch it as a kid and I just like never, and maybe other people this will resonate with it. It's just like, didn't compute to me. I was like, how does someone run 26.2 miles? Yeah. Like, I don't get it, but like, there's something to me, like I love a challenge and the idea, like I didn't get how you did it, but I was like, I gotta find a way to do it. Um. I and people kind of just said the only way to do it you got to just like sign up and train so I joined a charity team this is where like Memorial Sloan Kettering um kind of fits in it's called Fred's team uh they're the athletic fundraising platform through Memorial Sloan Kettering so we raise cancer oh, up okay slow down we raised money for cancer research and treatment at the hospital so I joined in 2013 I ran and of course same same thing happened I'm like Brett I'm signing up I'm gonna sign up for the marathon and of course he's like well if you do it I'm gonna do it too so we signed up together um and in 2013 is when I ran my first marathon and me and my brother as competitive as we are we ran that entire marathon together side by side nice. we crossed it in a line
1: together I, or did was it like I'm gonna beat you to the no like together but
0: but I did clock in a second wow. less than him. So it was a joke until he then beat me after that. But um yeah, so that was that was a really special experience. Probably I looking back, if people ask, like, what's your like most memorable like running memory? I don't hmm. know, just first New York City, getting to run it with my brother. It was a pretty awesome experience. And then hmm. yeah, I kind of like weirdly caught a little bit of the bug I think some people after their 1st they're like no my brother's like I need a break two of my other friends were like yeah don't know how soon one ran a few others other was like not doing this again and I joined the team Fred's team again the next year Mm -hmm. and I actually they had asked me to be a mentor so I actually pre-Brooklyn Track Club I was a mentor for Fred's team for I want to say six or so years for quite some time Mm -hmm. Um, so it was really working really closely with the charity organization. Some of my closest friends met through the team. And yeah, I've run, kind of been running since. And here we are. <laughs>
1: here we are. All right, you know what? So I'm, I'm gonna ask you one more question and we can wrap this up. But also, when we, I have to feel like we could talk about I have so many questions about your history into running now, just just running. I mean, I have a lot of questions about you in general, but running, we could talk about running. <laughs> what are a, some of
0: these questions?
1: And the next, no, in the next episode, we could do we could do a, a reoccurring segment, but another or like another episode for sure, taking a deeper dive into running, how you started, really started running, because we you t- you went over it, signing up with your friends, half marathon. I want to go into training. If there was this plan in place running that first marathon or half marathon that experience you name it like a a lot of questions and things that we can dive into but you this is my last question you said um after you ran that marathon new york city marathon with your brother that you caught the bug was that the moment or did you have another moment or uh, like just another moment that that's when you decided like hey i want to do this running thing more invest more into it and like you were diving headfirst into running was it at that that point New York City Marathon with your brother or a different point that you said that you really love this and this is what you wanted to do
0: I can say that there was one moment to be honest it was a combination of a few things I think I started as I started running more I think I started to experience also just like the physical benefits of Hmm. running how my body felt um you like for me, running really is like a therapeutic process. Like for me going out for a run, it's my time for like mindfulness to process, to think I, as much as sometimes I struggle to get out the door, I just always have that self-talk of like, you know, you will feel infinitely better when you are done with your run. So I think I started to like learn just how running made me feel. I think this idea of running races and a marathon, I think going through the process, I started to also like, get connected on a smaller scale to the running community and kind of see running as, as much as it is individual, like that kind of team aspect of it that I Mm -hmm. do as kind of a team sport person really enjoy. I, but I will say I was fortunate and I think everyone's first marathon can be a different experience I had a really good first marathon experience. Like I didn't hit a wall. It wasn't like the, it was a decent time. Like very respectable for someone's like first marathon. Um, but I had the most fun. There are pictures of me at mile 18. I saw my parents, I am jumping off the ground. Like I'm this high off the ground. Like I've been a manic episode (laughs) truly for that marathon. I remember crossing the finish line and the people who saw me then they're like did you even run I just had a great day I had so much fun I felt great so I kind of was like oh I want to do this again and do it better next mm-hmm. time I think my second one was a totally different story I'm surprised I ever run a marathon after that um but yeah I just kind of I I liked having that new athletic like in this stage of my life having a new athletic platform to like focus on work on create goals it kind of gave me something that I could do at this kind of later or kind of next stage in my life mm-hmm. so yeah so I, I don't know if I really answered your question no, but I you think did. It,
1: yeah no you did it, it was a series of events that led you to eventually like understand that you loved the sport or like that you wanted to continue to do it um yeah, yeah a series of events that's awesome that's really really cool um all right what's next Are you signing up for the New York City Half Marathon today?
0: Yeah, I just actually, right before we got on the call, remember when I was like, give me five more minutes. So I actually think I didn't realize this, but my half time from beginning of this year before I have (laughs) not really been able to run much qualifies me. So I think I actually get in. I've done it like it's usually, but I will get in. And wait, the exciting news today was that Did you hear Boston? There is no time criteria or anyone who applied gets in this year. So it's great. Yeah. The cutoff time is zero minutes this year. So thank God I finally will get to run Boston in April after missing the cutoff by 20 seconds this year, which was such a buzzkill. So yeah, that's, that's, that's upcoming. Focus
1: on getting healthy and Boston. There
0: you go. You can tell me all about Boston since you
1: uh, just. Uh, good luck. That's all I gotta say. Good <laughs> luck. Training. No, just training with in hills. Just do run hills every day, and like you'll be fine. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a beast, but it's so fun. Like it's so fun to if you if you properly train understand yeah. the course and you understand like what you need to do to train for that specific course you'll be fine everyone will be fine and it'll be fun uh i just had to i was less than prepared and so i had a yeah. different experience it,
0: it's a similar course actually to the the marathon that i qualified on it's a similar kind of like okay. down oh but yeah we'll see there's also a good crew good brooklyn track club crew mm-hmm. that'll make showing so we'll be able to train and
1: get out there together yeah that, that, that yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun um all right well thank you so much this was fun this was cool um thank you, yeah, thank great, you.
0: great to have yeah. you on the show
1: <laughs> all right well you know what enjoy the rest of your day uh again thank you stay tuned more to come as always stay for the stories
0: peace <laughs> wow